105AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Today, the state government made the announcement we've been waiting for, at least part of it. I mean, there's more to come on this, surely. But the uh, the news is basically, as far as um, COVID goes, the roadmap has been uh, released to some degree. And, of course, as we know, borders are opening on the 23rd of uh, November. And, uh, and where to from here? Well, it seems that from Tuesday, fully vaccinated South Australians will only have to isolate for seven days if they're deemed to be a close contact of a COVID-positive case compared to 14 days for the unvaccinated. Now, you'd have to ask the question, why are we vaccinating? But anyway, face masks will remain for the time being. QR codes more vital than ever to help with contact tracing. No uh, changes to, you know, dancing, singing, um, uh, capacity limits in cafes and venues, pubs and clubs and all the rest of it. None of that was announced today. So uh, that's where we're at. And of course, COVID cases will start appearing in the community. The government's saying that. Nicholas Burrier is saying that. We're all being softened up for that. So the idea is, as uh, the Chief Health Officer said earlier today, hoping to frighten people into getting a vax. Uh, Darren Brown is the publican at the Prince Albert Hotel in Wright Street in the city and joins me now. Darren, hello. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Matt. How are you? All right, thank you. So what do you make of the announcement today as a publican? I guess you've gone through, well, a year and a half, 18, 20 months of of this, and um, I don't know that it's any better for you today. No, not really, Matt. It feels like um, like we're part of a horror movie that just doesn't want to end. Hearing what uh, I heard today, I mean, it's just a little bit silly. It feels to me like it's madness. I mean, the Transition Committee are willing to open the borders, and that's fine. There's no level-headed hospital person in this state that wouldn't agree that that's part of the process we have to undertake. But the fact that it's um, local businesses having to pay the price for the upcoming community cases that are certainly to follow is just garbage. And that's the thing that I think is... There's a lot of anger within that, the industry today yeah. um, from everyone I've spoken to. Darren, are you are you on hands-free at the moment? I just wonder... Uh, I am. I can talk over if you like. Yeah, would you be able to? Because you're just sort of cutting in and out a bit and we're... All right. How's that? Is that uh, better? That is, that is a million times better. So that's cool. that's good. Okay. So, all right. So as a business owner and as a pub owner, uh, presumably then if, if you're a casual contact or somebody working in your pub is a casual contact of someone with COVID, it might mean you'd have to close your doors, doesn't it? I'm presuming that. Well, you'd be, you'd be presuming, right. I mean, we're, we're a little pub. We've got 11 staff. So realistically, if so, if someone that works at our hotel is a close contact, or even if we're unlucky enough that um, a close contact comes into our pub, um, eleven staff, we can't really. Have, I mean, Nicholas Burrier mentioned today about having an A roster and a B roster, and having your A staff not coming in contact with your B staff. Well, at a pub like ours, at a pub as small as ours, we just can't do that. Mm. So realistically, the worst case scenario would be. You exactly how you just said. We'd have to shut our doors, um, which is, I mean, we can't pay rent, we can't pay utilities, we can't pay staff. If we can't trade, we're dead. We live on a week to week basis. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not what should happen. I mean, surely you would have expected. Well, vaccinated, double vaxxed, we should be able to get on with it. And I would have expected that. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've we've led up to this point where we're all expecting, and we're not we're expecting based on the information we've been given that when we hit eighty percent double dose yeah. in the adult uh, community, that you know the the restrictions would start to be eased, and then it goes to ninety percent, and then it goes to twelve years and over. So you keep hearing people talk about changing the goalposts. I don't like using terms like that because they just get worn out. But literally. I mean, what more can we do and how many more times can the situation change? We have worked the last 20 months if the equivalent of an office worker, one arm behind their back, standing up, hopping in front of a computer. Yeah, it's yeah. been that hard to trade. And now, and I guess, Matt, the, the, the thing is, we're being prioritised below people who, for all good intentions, have gone interstate. They want to go interstate. They want to further their opportunities with study and work. That's great. We get that. Mm. I never left South Australia. I stayed here. I paid payroll tax. I paid my taxes in SA. I'm a South Australian business person. And I guarantee you, I know I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of publicans who feel the same way. We are South Australian businesses, but we're being prioritised below people who live interstate. Opening the borders is an essential part of this process. We all agree with that, but not at the expense of local businesses. What are you hearing amongst your colleagues in the industry? Are people, well, in a similar frame of mind, are they are they afraid they're going to have to close their doors as well? Could some of them lose their livelihoods? Well, there's two ways to look at it. Little pubs like ours, are, are we're on the brink. It's 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 not. It isn't. It isn't, um, isn't dramatisation to say we are on the brink. The lockdown, the last lockdown, we had, I had to float payroll on my personal credit card. But then you've got big hotels who are such massive, massive operations, mm. so many moving parts. To wipe out half of the, I mean, half of the workforce in a, in a pub like um, a coastal pub, you've got pubs like the Ramsgate, the Seacliff and the Palais. These have staffs of, you know, 30, 40, up to 100 people. Yeah. So it, <laughs> when you say what's the, what's the word amongst the pubs, it's anger. It's fury. It's, it, there's a lot of fury out there because we don't really feel like anyone's listening. And the biggest thing, Matt, is that I felt like people have stopped listening because our industry have complained for so long now that unless you're actually in it, um, from the outside, South Australia looks like a glowing example of how to beat COVID. And for the most part, we have been. Yeah. The people of South Australia are the ones who have done that. But our industry has had no reprieve. I mean, people want to talk about our restrictions compared to other states. Well, that's because we've had no cases. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. The talk amongst the town is not of... Um, it's pretty angry. What would you like the government to do? I mean, if they had to rerun today's media conference, what should they have said? I would like them to prioritise our businesses in South Australia before the borders reopen. If you want to let it in, let it in. That's fine. But to then add the pre to add that um, caveat, oh, but if it comes in, we're going to enforce all of these restrictions that are going to keep South Australia safe. Well, they're keeping South Australia safe from COVID, but they're not keeping the businesses in operation. Mm. If you want to talk about a, a health crisis, Go have a chat at the deepest, darkest places that a lot of publicans are in at the moment, including me. Like, I would like the government and the transition to committee to prioritise businesses over border reopening.
open the borders, that's fine. But pubs, restaurants, bars, cafes shouldn't be the ones who have to pay the price of, like I said before, the upcoming cases that we are absolutely going to get. We all understand that. We're entering a COVID world. Mm, mm, Indeed. Darren, mate, I wish you all the best. Um, Hopefully the worst doesn't come to pass, but... Yeah, this they've got to relook at this because, clo- you know, putting people in quarantine, people who have been vaccinated in quarantine, is just the biggest slap in the face to everyone who's done the right thing, quite frankly. But um, anyway, I agree, Matt. And look, South Australia is, in my view, the greatest state on the greatest country of the planet. But this is why other states laugh at us. This is why we constantly get jokes made about us because we can be so backward about so many of the things we do. Yeah when we've got so much to offer. Indeed. Well said. Thank you, Darren. Thanks, Matt. Good luck. Darren Brown, publican Prince Albert Hotel in Wright Street. Just another one of our pubs. We've spoken to Simone Douglas from the Hospo Collective in the past, uh, Ian Horn from the Hotels Association. Or you're hearing it from people at the the real pointy end who are just frustrated. That's what we're hearing, what, what the government's doing now, because deciding on this um, this quarantine period of seven days for vaccinated people who come into... what What's the point of the vaccination? Yeah, apart from keeping us who are vaccinated from getting a worse dose of COVID, obviously important, very good. But then being quarantined, you might not have it. You might only have the mildest of doses. Is that the answer? That uh, that we're, we're, we're trying to keep the unvaccinated safe? Seems to me <clears throat> the government's priority is to keep people out of a struggling health system. That's the priority here. It's the health system won't cope if it's overloaded. So what's the answer? We'll put vaccinated people into quarantine for seven days and hopefully they won't pass anything on to someone who uh, who is dumb enough not to get the vaccine. That's that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Uh, let's call it for what it is. Uh, and uh, anything else is really just a pretense. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.